Welcome to Jubal Hub, your helping hand in property management education. We are so thankful that you have joined us. And please remember to follow and like us on your favorite social media outlet, which you can find in our show notes. Now let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jubal Hub podcast, your helping hand in property management education. So glad to be back with you today. Today, we have a returning guest, Mike Brewer, the Chief Operating Officer of Radco Residential. Mike, welcome back. Love to have you here again. How are you doing? You know, uh, thank you, first and foremost. And uh, to answer your question, it's a cloudy day in Atlanta, and cloudy days anywhere make me happy, actually. So it's a good day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We're having such a nice spring here in the Atlanta area. I think it's been one of the cooler springs that I can remember for, you know, usually it's okay. It goes from like a three day spring to 90 degrees here in Atlanta. So yeah, I concur. Very, very nice day outside today. So I've heard you say from time to time on your show, which audience, by the way, please, uh, you know, if you haven't subscribed to, to Mike's podcast, you need to do that. The why behind the what, and that's what we, we want to talk about today. I think that's such an intriguing statement. And I wanted to get your take. And from the perspective for our audience, you know, I feel like this subject is very much a personal leadership plus a, a team leadership expression. So we're looking forward to hearing like what, why it resonates with you and and how you try to apply it personally and and with your team. But let's just start with some background. What does that expression mean to you? So I I would I see it from a, a motivational and an inspirational perspective if I'm thinking high level, right? If I'm attempting to motivate or inspire somebody to do something, take an action that is going to produce a positive outcome or hopefully a positive outcome, then helping said individual and or group understand the bigger meaning and or the why we might be doing something uh, helps them uh, engage, right? If they can understand, even if they don't necessarily agree with said thing, right? If they can at least understand the perspective behind why we're trying to accomplish something, then they're more inclined to be inspired or motivated to actually take action on the direction that we're trying to go. I think that applies both in a business world or a business context and, and also in a personal uh, context, be it in your, you know, your family or your home life and, or in your community, if you're volunteering out in the community, I think it, I think it applies everywhere uh, across the board. And one other item that I would add I think I was inspired by the why behind the what. If um, maybe we link this up in the show notes, but Simon Sinek's, you know, why he draws these circles on the board, and if we define the why, then the how becomes apparent, and and other things are born out of that. So that's where I was inspired to get get on board with the uh, the why behind the what statement. Yeah, yeah, that's excellent. I love it. So, you know, it makes me it makes me think of, and you and I were chatting just before we we started recording. Uh, about where this applies with like multi-generational workplaces. So we have so many people that you do, especially, I mean, I just have a little company, but I'm sure in your experience that that means something 
may be different to different generations, maybe generations that are a bit older than you and I. And then, then we have the younger generations. Um, do you feel like that is that is that a true statement? And and how does that how does that impact what what you do and and what you practice for for Radco? Yeah, you know this is an this is an inter- interesting topic. And and you're right. I think I think at last count there are five potentially five generations in the workplace today, uh, from traditionalists right down to to Gen Z. I think is the latest. Uh, to enter the to the workforce, but I think what we we're talking about offline, um, using an example of being on time, right, for something, and it, it and this I don't want this to sound like an indictment of the younger generation because it's certainly <laughs> not, or or maybe it'll, it's go, it's going to come across as a criticism, but I don't mean it the way it's going to sound. But but it it is a good example. So in my head, being on time is a demonstration of respect, right? And it's, it's respect for a person who calls a meeting. It's respect for the people in the room. And in my head, it's also self-respect, right? In following through on a commitment that you made to be at a place to do a thing at a time. Um, so I think with y- y- the youth in the generation sees being five minutes late is not a big deal or being able to say, you know, traffic really helped me up. Well, traffic in Atlanta has always been traffic in Atlanta. So solve right. for it. Right. And, right. and so I think, in, but if you think about older generations, if we were comparing and contrasting against, you know, different generations, an older generation would not even dream of being late to a meeting. In fact, they'd probably show up 10, 15, 20 minutes early. I've even heard CEOs say, you know, if the meeting starts at, at seven, the meeting really starts at 6.45, right? right? And right. so I think it's been a bit of a challenge when you're thinking about the why behind the what, and you boil it down to things that really in my mind are character traits, helping someone understand, um, you know, why being on time is a reflection of self-respect as, it mu- as much as it is uh, teams' uh, respect and or organizational respect has has been a challenge. Um, now that we have all these generations in a workplace, um, I think it's I think it's easy to say it. I think it's quite a different thing to see it play out in practice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know that's that triggered something in my in my crazy Canadian brain here. So. Uh, you know, I remember because we had Janet on the show, um, Janet Bailden, amazing guest. She, she was awesome. Uh, everything that we talked about was fantastic. But I remember the one episode that talked about what Radco does for like employee engagement and your town halls and really helping with that, that purposeful, this is who we are. This is what Radco is, which was fantastic is absolutely fantastic. So I want to contrast that for a minute to, to an employee who, who doesn't have that, doesn't have, doesn't work in that type of culture. They are literally, it it is literally like that punch the clock mentality. You're here. You got your job to do. It's five o'clock. Goodbye. 
you know, and the next shift starts or whatever's going on. For that person, their why behind the what uh, to me takes on a, a whole different meaning. Like it has to, why are they working and who are they trying to support by, by being employed and, and making sure that they stay employed. So I don't know if that, if that makes any sense. So can we, if we, if we just take the company out of it for a second and we have those in our audience who are just like, you know what, where I work is terrible. Where does the why behind the what come into play more on an, on an individual level? If that's a, that's a, a fair question. What do you think of that, of that thought line? Yeah, I actually love that question. And I, I am going to, I'm going to use an answer that is in a work context, but I think that it applies to personal inspiration and motivation. So many years ago, I'm not going to name the number because it'll make me seem very, really old, <laughs> but um, I, I was, I believe at the time I held the position of assistant manager at a property and the maintenance supervisor who worked there, actually it was a maintenance technician at the time he, he later on became a supervisor. His name was Joe. And Joe came in to our office. It was a Saturday. We happened to be working together there. So the property manager wasn't there and the maintenance supervisor wasn't there. And he was really frustrated uh, with a unit turn that he was doing. And he was just railing, right? Complaining, complaining, complaining. I finally stopped him and I said, and I was, I had to add this piece. I was reading a book at the time called The Magic of Thinking Big by an, the author's name was David Schwartz or it is David Schwartz. So Magic Thinking Big. And Joe was complaining. I let him get to the end of his complaining. And I said, you know what, let's, let's walk over to this unit. And he was, then show me what you're, you're talking about. So we walk over there. He shows me this uh, piece of caulking in the, the tub surround for the tile corners and across the bottom and across the base of the tub. And he's like, this stuff is terrible. And it's so such hard work and got to scrape it all out. And I said, Let, okay, stop for a second. And Let's think about you as a person and maintaining dignity and growing character and like making you a better version of you. And let's think about this, this caulking job as an exercise or a rep in becoming the better you. And let's think about it in the context of you becoming the best, you know, stripper of this this caulking and the reapplying of it and making it look beautiful. Let's think about you becoming the best person in the world at doing that. Right. And, and then when Charles comes in on Monday and Terry comes in on Monday, let's take him over there and let's show him. Right. Um, but the why behind the what there is that you, you are going to be very proud of your craftsmanship. And as a result, you're going to have this rep and then you're going to do it again and again and again in your craftsmanship and your dignity. You're going to grow and grow and grow. So we did just that when Terry and Charles come in on Monday, we take them over and we show them and they're like, oh, that's the greatest thing. You know, look, it, it really did. It looked beautiful. But then Joe, six months removed, plus minus from that time, ends up getting promoted and taking over a bigger community or that community because Charles got promoted and moved over to a different one. Now, Charles probably got promoted because Joe was doing <laughs> doing a better job at unit turns, right? But but I think helping helping Joe understand that something even as minor as making this pristine line, right, in a tub surround 
could help him grow as a person um, really got him inspired and really got him motivated. And kudos to him. <laughs> yeah. I remember you telling that story too in one of your podcasts. That was that was excellent. Um, good, ex great example. Great, great experience there of, you know, move. I guess moving beyond the, the cock, you know, <laughs> beyond the <laughs> cocking, you know, just it's, there's such a bigger picture there than the, the little task that is just aggravating you or, you know, the process that is aggravating you. Yeah. I remember that story. I, and, and I'll tell you, Mike, uh, this, this subject is, is uh, one that is very, I, I'm very passionate about too, just because my own personal experience from when I, when my children were little and I was in that job, that was like a 70 hour a week job, you know, four in the morning to like five in the afternoon, six days a week. And, you know, holidays were just brutal because of the type of industry I was in at the time. And I remember saying to my wife, the, the why behind the what was I had two little children that needed, you know, they needed food and they needed a place to stay. And so that was enough motivation for me to be able to keep going, even though the work was very, very challenging until I could get to a situation where I could make, I could make that change. And, but I never forgot the, the personal lessons of, okay, even though this isn't, isn't the most ideal circumstances, um, I need to figure out a way, a path to finding the better circumstances and at the same time showing up, still showing up, still giving my team my absolute best until the appropriate time for, for that change. Um, and it did, you know, we wound up moving here to Atlanta and here I am. I mean, been in property management on the, uh, on the industry partner supplier side for 15 plus years now. And, and I'm very, very grateful for all those, those lessons learned. Are sales involved in property management? Anytime a lease is signed, a sale has been made. Training will help sharpen those skills. Jugo Hub is happy to announce its new online course, Sales Fundamentals. Learn more about this course at juvahub.com. Your helping hand in property management education. So, I'm just I'm wondering how much that do you see the for our audience purposes, like the relationship to what you were trying to impress upon an employee at that time, where what is the the uh, the mental leadership path that we want our audience to think about um, your takeaways from that on putting the why behind the what? Any other thoughts along that line? Yeah, I, I think if I were to to back way up, right? Or or just get to a 75,000 or 50,000 foot view of this particular topic. I think I, I couch it in this uh, philosophy, which I'm sure is not mine, but I've adopted it from somebody that I've I've read. And it's it's looking at the world as a as a gigantic education, right? And anything and everything that that comes your way or happens to you, no matter what the catalyst is, it's there for you to do a rep, uh, a repetition, just like building muscles in a, in a gym. You're doing a rep to build a particular piece of your character 
and the world being a great big education and the, the world's coming at you constantly, right? And it's not going to stop. And you sometimes create your own, you know, problems or the world creates problems and you have to, in any way or in any circumstance, you have to show up and you have to do the rep. So if you take that context of world is a great big education, your, your time here on earth is in part to grow your character and become a better version of you every single day so that you can show up and be a beneficial presence to the people around you and inspire them in, in some way, shape or form. Then in my head, the, the, the why behind the, what is really to drive you, you have to go in, go inside to become better outside and to inspire and motivate people. So I think my big takeaway is just change your mindset from the world happens to me to I happen to the world and, and I'm happening to the world because I'm doing the reps to show up, to be a beneficial presence to people. Extraordinary. Absolutely extraordinary. Yeah. That's, and it's so easy to get, uh, man, we just live in a society these days where it's like, everything is very, very tense. Everything is like, uh, there's a, there's a lot of issues and they can, they can, they can drive you crazy. They're very personal for, for many people. So that's totally understandable. Uh, so it it can be hard to sometimes look at the world from that vantage point or or try to put yourself there. But that's that's an excellent point. So I appreciate you, you know, sharing that experience that I, I know we'll have to link it up. I can't remember what, what episode number it was, but I, I definitely want to be able to link it up in, in the show notes if you happen to remember when you when you shared that story and like how many episodes are you up to? You're like a thousand, 2000 or something like that. And you're on yeah. your show. <laughs> a, a lot, <laughs> a lot. Yeah. It's just, it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, um, but a lot, a lot of fun, but I remember that I would love for, for our audience to be able to just take a minute and, and hear that, that whole episode. So we'll try and link it up in, in our show notes and objectives and takeaways as we wrap this up, the why behind the what, Really, I think we've uh, magnified the, the separation between uh, what what we can do as leaders, you know, for our team, and helping them appreciate things from a company or a corporate standpoint. Um, but this episode in particular has really, really focused on you, me, audience, everyone who's listening or, or watching this. Uh, take this personally and, and maybe ask yourself that question what is what is my why 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 do i do this why is my motivation why you know go go through that that exercise and and see where you are where are you in the light of the world right now in in your progression what's your objective summary Mike, for, for this particular episode, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think uh, I would agree with that. Everything that you just said. And I think as uh, what came to mind while you were saying that is you have to be responsible and take personal agency for starting, right? And in the example that I use with Joe, the, the start sometimes is looking at something that is really off-putting to you like that job for joe is very off-putting to him but shifting the mindset and that i think that's probably the big kind of summation and takeaway for me is shift that mindset into 
becoming world-class at that very thing that you hate the most because it is the rep that is necessary for you to take the step to the next thing, right? And and only you can do that. Only you can choose that. And I think to your point about living in a world that's full of divide, the way to get through that divide is to focus here, not out here, and clean this up, right, so to speak. And then guess what? The world starts to really kind of clean itself up also for some weird reason. Right. <laughs> so that'd be my takeaway. Love it. Love it. Great, great uh, thoughts for our audience. So I, I'm so grateful to have you back on the show again, my friend. Um, love your show. Everyone, please make sure if you haven't done so already to check out Mike Brewer and his, because you're on YouTube and you're on the podcast, right, Mike? Or is yeah, it just... anywhere you find anywhere you find your podcast for sure. Got it. And what's the name of the show again? Uh, Multifamily Collective. Multifamily Collective. Yeah, make sure you connect. Any uh, any other ways you want people to connect with you at all? Yeah, you can find me on all the socials, LinkedIn, uh, or my email address. Uh, I'm sure that's somewhere out there everywhere. (laughs) I respond pretty much anywhere I can. Uh, And if I don't get back to you immediately, it's only because there's like volume and I just had to get through it as quick as I can. So absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on the show and thank you to all of our audience for, for being here today until next time class dismissed. Take care everyone.